0: now. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-A-A-A-S. This shit is Trump-A-S-T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this Is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV.
1: Happy Labor Day, Memo. Happy Labor Day. It's actually Labor Day right now, this moment. It's 120,000 degrees and it's Labor Day. And you know what everyone else is not doing, but we are. Working! Exactly. All day. (laughs) All day. Um, I do want to say in honor of Labor Day and all of the labor that we've done (laughs) for and towards this podcast for the last five years. All right. (laughs) We might have a six-year anniversary. Is it December? Six. We Ah. started in 2016. Wait. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Six years. That's crazy. Wow. Well, in
1: honor of that, I wanted to shout out Mandy12234, who gave us a one-star review. And called us uninformed hosts. Wow. She said, quote, Brandy and Julie are white privileged wannabe L.A. stars who are talking parrots of CNN and MSNBC. (laughs) They have unoriginal content. And if Mm. anyone takes their opinions as facts, then you need your head examined. Hard pass on this podcast.
0: Well, I wish Mandy was listening right now. Oh, I'm sure she is. Hey, Mandy, go fuck yourself. How's that for an opinion?
1: I mean, she's not wrong. Meanwhile, it's probably, no, no, no. It's probably a man. It probably stands oh. for I'm a man. D <laughs> One, two, two, three, four. I'm going to take issue. Uh, we are informed. I mean, well, you I mean, say, we are white privilege. Want to be L.A. stars in that part. Mm, right. Right. But we're certainly not talking. Well, can't help being white. No. So
0: what do you want from me? To, what do you want me to do? Yeah.
1: I mean, sorry. And with that, also, just comes white privilege. That's just the way it is. It is what it is. Yeah.
0: Also lesbian and Jewish. So what's where's that privilege? real privilege? For the, fuck
1: the Jewishness of it all.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yes, right. I mean, talking parrots of CNN. The last show we did, I fucking slammed CNN. We we slammed CNN. How dare how We've been talking dare? shit about CNN since the day and, we started this podcast and MSNBC. Yeah. So you know, unoriginal content. <laughs> I
1: mean, how dare you? I'm sorry. I don't agree when you're discussing at all. The actual happenings that are going on. What it's really not an issue of originality. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, sorry. We didn't invent news that would inspire you. That's not what we do. Uh, you dumb piece of shit. But you know what Mandy, um, AKA I'm a man. One, two, two, three, four <laughs> should do is um, since he doesn't like the podcast. Yeah. He should subscribe to the Patreon. Oh my God. He totally should. <laughs>
0: He totally should because that's all original content. All original. No politics, which is just talking about the things that are actually happening that affect your life.
1: We can't say but... we're parroting CNN and MSNBC on our Patreon podcast because uh, we don't do any politics. Uh, we don't discuss anything like that. There's no ads. There's no parroting. There's no, they, we are very still uninformed on that. We're still white privilege. We're still wannabe LA stars, though. Right, right. And everyone who's on our Patreon podcast, I would say across the board does need their head examined for just various reasons. Mandy one, two, two, three, 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 four, four. Talk about unoriginal. Also <laughs> uh,
0: an attention seeking thirst bucket who needs, feels the need to be a snarky, cruel, vicious, vindictive little bitch or mm-hmm. who needs to go on our, our review
1: thing on Apple podcast, on Apple Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, the
0: Apple, Apple podcast. <laughs> Cause you have nothing better to do with your time then go and try and be rude and obnoxious towards us. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, Bradley likes us. Bradley subscribes to our Patreon podcast. Thank you, Bradley. I we Bradley the sent us sees lollipops. Oh yeah, and we have been. <laughs> uh, it's been really. You're holding one right now. Yeah. She
0: never stops. <laughs>
1: Yeah, having, 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 having it. I can't do the do these podcasts without these. these, It's cute because he sent us a variation of like different chocolate, your favorite butterscotch, so good, like cafe latte. But then he sent a box of cinnamon, which was a revelation. Yes, and they just get me going. You know, they get you going. They give you a lift. (laughs) They really (laughs) they give you a lift. You get so excited and then leave them on the table and just keep eating it for the next time. I leave them for weeks because they're huge. Yeah, they're really big. And, and I don't need really my big. teeth rotting out of my skull from the candy. Um, during the Patreons, um, I like to put them in my Patreon notebook. Yeah, Mandy123344 three, three, four, four, probably would eat the whole thing in one bite. Okay, let's yeah. see. Yeah, he's a monster.
0: <laughs> he really is. Um, this is what Bradley said. <laughs> I can
1: hear you sucking on it. Um. <laughs> That's for Bradley. Yeah, Bradley, where's your photo from the drug den bulletin board? go on our website julianbrandy.com you can also join the patreon podcast if you haven't we know bradley has but anyone else our address is posted on julianbrandy.com and we need your photo bradley we don't like to accept (sighs) gifts without your photo no hope this makes up
0: for the lollipops not having a card lol thanks for all you do there should be two boxes if they don't ship together from Bradley. There were two boxes, and we've gone through them so quickly, I went out and
1: got more. And he got us, um, he sent us gold gel eye patches. Which have made our eyes so yeah. soft. So we love Bradley. We only demand he send his um, photo over. Now, um, one of our favorite Patreon babies, Stacy Van Ah, whose eyes are the portal to the other dimension. <laughs> yes. Stacy got us custom-made shirts. Mine is a tank top that says N-I-B-S Survivor, uh-huh. and yours is a t-shirt that says IBS Survivor. Mm-hmm. Stacy is such a major subscriber to our Patreon podcast that she's really kind of in the deep cut club, so she yeah. knows all about my struggle with um nose IBS, yes, um, nibs, as we call it, and your actual... Lateral IBS. Yeah, my lateral, my anus IBS. Anus IBS, mm-hmm. also known as Abe's. <laughs> yeah, abes. abe's and Nibs.
0: <laughs> abe's and Nibs, <laughs> Knock in a room.
1: <laughs> We're basically Abe's and Nibs all day long in this room together, and now Abe's and Nibs suck on C's um, lollipops, and it's great. We're the new Bert and Ernie. Uh huh. Okay, so.
0: She says, you both inspire me every day with your courage and your bravery. Continue <laughs> kicking nibs slash IBS in the ass. You are so strong. Love you guys. Stacey Van Ness. We are so strong. We are. We're survivors. We're hashtag um, brave.
1: Yeah. Hashtag blessed by bravery. You know what? If, if you haven't struggled with nibs or abes, mm. you you don't know. The struggle of a real person. Well, you don't understand how hard it is Mm -hmm. and how it, um, interrupts the daily life. And I mean, I understood the struggle with Abe's because your Abe's constantly interrupts my daily life. I've also done several auditions for IBS with D, which is with with diarrhea and plus C and where in the auditions where I basically just play you, (laughs) um, and this is what I actually do. And I have all this dialogue and I basically drag a toilet around on a (laughs) rope. And it really made me understand, you know, what you go through on the daily and then the constant, incessant, um, very consistent interruptions daily of um, our work and most importantly, um, all the podcasts so that you can go IBS. And I mean, the times vary. We don't know how long they're going to last. It's unpredictable. You (laughs) don't know when it's
0: going to happen. I can go. It just it just comes from nowhere. Who knows?
1: And then it's like with me, while you're having the abes, I have the nibs. I have to have yeah. tissues hanging out of my nose at yes. all times. I'm mm-hmm. constantly wiping my nose, yep. blowing it, yep. Yep. complaining about it. Speaking of it, I have a nasally voice that I've been criticized for and lambasted for. Oh, Brandy. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. Mandy and that other person who said that,
0: they probably are either the same person or they live together. Mandy's probably oh, the guy, the guy with the mustache. That, that
1: said that, yeah, that my nasally negativity
0: he's nasally negativity.
1: So ma'am out. Thank you, Stacy for seeing us, um, for your support. We'll be wearing our nibs and Abe's shirts while we work out. Yeah. We got a card from, from Ellen Norville. Mm -hmm. Okay. She sent us an updated picture postcard. Um, and this time she's with her whole family turns out ma'am ellen is married with two children and she's not the sexy young single mother of jj (laughs) like i always thought she was from looking at the first picture she sent us for the drug den bulletin board which was literally just her and one of her sons but now we find out nope she's not single still young but not a and sexy but not a single mom she's got a husband hopefully it's not mandy one (laughs) two two three four and she's got another son now here's her picture right here ma'am okay I don't know is that JJ hopefully she tells us in the card I feel like both of her kids look identical because look at her the little baby on the front of the card or because that's JJ like JJ Mm. is probably the bigger one and now the new baby looks still exactly like JJ Uh, you know what I mean Uh like they're gonna be looked like twins basically because they look so
0: much alike yeah they do (laughs) Uh, very cute okay she says Julie and Brandy I thought it was about damn time that I sent you an updated picture for the drug den. Quick refresh. I live in Greenville, South Carolina with my husband, Taylor, and boys, JJ and Hank. So cute. Last time I wrote (laughs) in. That's really cute. (laughs) Last time I wrote in, I selfishly only included a picture of myself and JJ. So naturally, this time I picked a picture where my husband and I look good and my kids look like monsters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and I just need to mm. say that Hank looked exactly like JJ in the picture of yeah. JJ. Yeah. Now it's it's uncanny, really. Yep. I love that Ellen literally was like, you know what? I look good here. So fuck the rest of my family. Yeah, it's, great. <laughs> it's so perfect. And I'm keeping that picture. We're going to add this to that. So we'll, we'll put Taylor. We will allow Taylor's presence on the board. He's allowed. Um, but I also want Ellen to know that we that we call Mighty sometimes Hank the Tank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she's, she's a tank. She's a tank. Uh, since I last wrote in, I had another MF baby, Hank,
0: and unfortunately developed a super rare, lucky me, disease called acute fatty liver of pregnancy. Shockingly, it has no correlation to the binge drink I did in my 20s, but is very serious. To oversimplify it. At the end of my pregnancy, my liver and kidneys began shutting down, and the only way to have a chance of recovery is to deliver the baby. It is almost impossible to diagnose accurately until it's too late. I bring this up because one of the main struggles I had before diagnosis was severe encephalopathy confusion, brain fog, disorientation, etc. I struggled to read, send a text message and even listen to my favorite podcast. Hearing Brandy talk about Pee Wee struggle with the same issue. Broke my heart. Fortunately, and actually quite miraculously, Hank and I both lived and are thriving. I was within an inch of receiving a liver transplant, but thankfully got to keep my OG liver, which is comforting because we've been through some shit together. <laughs> After a disaster of a year, I'm so thankful for you both my health and adding a new DGP baby to the family. Thanks for keeping me company and helping me feel connected to a community of people on the right side of
1: history. While I live in Lindsey Graham and her wigs territory. (laughs) XO Ellen. Wow. So nice to have like a three dimensional view of Ellen and her drinking issues. Like us, Hank, the tank, the new Hank, the tank is so cute. And then JJ, is like holding his head in this picture. Yeah, it's and it's great. so cute, right? They're like, it's great. They're holding the baby up as if he can sit up like he's a teenager, but you can see in a hand. Yeah. Like when you try just to just be like, hold a hat on a dog's head and hope yeah. nobody sees your picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your yeah. finger. Yeah. Yes. Well, so, God, they're so adorable. We're happy that they good thing. You didn't need any kind of abortion type services, Ellen. Cause yeah, you I wouldn't have been it, getting that. And then I guess you'd both been dead. Yeah. So how about fucking that? Glad you made it like that. It's just
0: crazy to who would have even let we always go back to this. You know, you just never know. It's like someone is going through fucking something, man. They're either going through it now.
1: They just got done going through it or they're about to go through it. So take a look around wherever you are now and hope you're done with what (laughs) you just went through. That's what I hope. I don't want about to be go through anything else. I don't either. I'm going to be sad that I know Ellen has a family now. I liked Ellen and JJ out on the town like two hookers. She bring her kid around. <laughs> it's A panty dropper. Yeah, guys love like, a single lady.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they love seeing that she's doing it for herself. She's independent.
1: She's strong. She also is vulnerable and she needs helping hands sometimes. It's wants love. I love. I love them. I love them. Taylor, you're a lucky guy. He's like, yeah. I don't listen to your dumb po- podcast. <laughs> and we're like, okay, man, one, two, two, three, four. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, tell them how to do the Patreon before we let these motherfuckers go. All you have to do is go to julianbrandy.com and there is a... Wait, where is the You just uh, have I to like make it up it. in your head. Okay, <laughs> okay.
0: All you have to do is go to julianbrandy.com and the information is all there. Uh, there is a link which will bring you to Patreon which is going to be $1 <laughs> for one episode and $2 for two episodes. Um, we do n- new content like we said. It's totally unoriginal and... <laughs> Um, we just regurgitate, we <laughs> we're just wannabes white privilege LA
1: wishers yeah. <laughs> um, wishers and dreamers <laughs> and hopers I hate that fucking song I know I love I love that you hate that song
0: okay now we get to go to skier and learn something Oh no. Time for Brandy and I to ride our tiny bicicleta to skier. This is our segment called Time for Skier, where a live person teaches us something. And today we're going to learn everything we can in 30 minutes about running a campaign for local office. And we're going to learn a lot because our professor for the day is our good friend and former co star,
1: Scott Nevins. You may remember Scott as being the best looking person on the people's couch on Bravo. <laughs> Or maybe you caught him on one of his million other TV shows and appearances. He's insanely talented, and if it wasn't for him and Pee Wee, of course, People's Couch never would have made it past the fucking pilot episode. He was the leader on our show in so many ways, and he will always hold a special place in our hearts. We love him. Like one loves their hot, successful brother who doesn't drink. And he loves us like a person running for office that has two embarrassing alcoholic half-sisters that he's praying don't ruin his campaign. We're not going to ruin it, (laughs) Scott.
0: We're going to be good students and make you proud of us. So without further ado, it's time for How to Run for Office Girl with Scott Nevins. Hi, Hi, Scott. Scott. Hi,
2: ladies.
0: You are my like drunk relatives that I'm afraid will be a campaign liability. I,
1: I mean, I know. I'm now. I, I'm second guessing doing this podcast now. I think you've been second guessing it since you answered the phone. Yeah, you're like, oh. oh. But you know, I what, mean, Scott, it's,
2: just, it's we, just an excuse to talk to you two, really. And I'm not going to lie because I, I vowed. You know me, I don't lie and I vow to the voters I'd never lie. I forgot we were doing this until about five <laughs> minutes ago. Oh, so we can tell. this is exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Well listen, we we only have fourteen listeners, but we really wanna be the Steve Bannon of liberal podcasts and brainwash our <laughs> listeners to take over their local school boards and shit and mm-hmm. city councils. Mm-hmm. So we need this information is like crucial. Yeah. I mean, our, I, I do believe that, that our 14 listeners are very activated. Yep. Is, is it only possible to run for office for rich, handsome white men like yourself, <laughs> Scott?
2: I mean, first of all, if you're going to be the Steve Bannon of liberal politics, <laughs> you need to stop showering now, like stop showering, <laughs> let the hair get super, super greasy. And yes. then you're on the right, the right path. Um, You know, listen, my race, uh, as you two know, I have I have batted around the idea of running for politics for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I really sat back and thought about why would I want to do this and, and when is the right time? Not only the right time for me personally, which is honestly the biggest decision of the campaign is like, do I really want to do this to my life? But <laughs> it's also the right time where you feel like you can do the most good in the role that you're running for. and I And I found that role. And uh, it's been tricky, and it's been interesting, and it's been fantastic, and it's also been crazy and awful, and you know, it's it's a whole smorgasbord of things to uh, experience, and I, I I am so thrilled that I'm doing it because when you actually get to meet voters and you talk to them, it's the coolest feeling when people are like, yes, I agree with you. And yes, I want to help you do that. And I think we can do this together and Mm -hmm. people reacting is sort of the nicest part of it, but it's, you know, I had no clue how to run a campaign, right? I've never done one. I've only been a volunteer on campaigns or I've been a producer for campaign events. So being the, being the candidate, being the product, right? It's, it's very different. And I, I, I come from a world of fundraising for amazing organizations, right? I've hosted a gazillion black tie dinners and fundraisers and things like that. And I'm always great at saying, "Yo, we have this great organization and you you got to give money. They need money." But when you're saying that about yourself in your campaign, it's a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Especially Calling friends. Now obviously I didn't call you two because you don't have two pennies to rub yeah, together. No, we don't no, have any but... money at all. No. <laughs> but I will be calling you to come out and do some events for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I saw that our name no, we... wasn't
1: on your website. I was like, Great, we apparently we didn't endorse Scott. <laughs> yeah, hello, put your names in. I would love that endorsement. <laughs> I saw like a Mark <laughs> Goldman and then Not even a cousin. No no, not no. A... yeah. No. No. So no. I was like, well, But man. you know what's funny when Mark's name
2: showed up, I did I I was like, Oh I wonder want... <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> obviously <laughs> we'll
0: endorse you
2: are you kidding me <laughs> my god yeah, do, well let's make this official i need to know do i have the endorsement
1: of the like stars of the people's couch of, of yes. course and we're we're uh, end of wait this no no, no. Podcast. i meant,
2: so, oh, sorry i meant the xenos
0: oh <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> um you know what we're going to do our uh, we're going to make an official endorsement and we're going to put like campaigny music behind it. You know what I mean? And we're going to be like, there's no one else that we trust more and we're going to do it. And then we're going to at
1: the end, say not paid for by the campaign for Scott. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thank you. Don't get me in trouble, please.
1: It's okay. But we, we have to go back
2: for one second. That was a beautifully funny and beautifully sweet intro, but it is not true. I was not the leader. Like I, I, I mean, I sat in the middle of the gay couch. That's an important spot. But, you know, I feel like you two, the three of us, uh, the Zenos, you know, there were people who definitely it was a group effort. I felt and like we... you were that
1: you were just that you were the anchor of the show in terms of. You know, it's like I'm sure there was somebody on the cast of Friends that was the figurehead. It was like you were, I feel, don't you feel like Scott was at the top of the pyramid? And then we, it's not that we all aren't hot and good looking and all of our boobs are okay. It's more like yeah. you just helped so much. You were like the liaison with production a lot of times. You, you uh, set the tone with the show. Yeah. There's something Aww. about, yeah. you know,
0: a, a stable, grounded force of something that then makes everyone else be able to do what they're going to do yeah it would have you know just I mean? been chaotic i mean if and we were all like the Scott. two of us are you know we're, yeah. uh, it just wouldn't have worked so
1: so Scott, well there's why... the why there's the
2: endorsement quote right
1: there exactly exactly thank you julie why why <laughs> city awesome. council like did you always know you were going to start there or were you like you know fuck it i'm just going to do mayor like when when, when cynthia nixon she came in so hot, I was like, bitch, go on the city council. <laughs> like Well first damn. of all, she she went from like sex in the city to city council.
2: She thought that was the connection. I was like, hey, I follow. That's fine. You have city in the title. Let's do it. You know, I, it's true. I I sat back and looked where can I where where do I have the ability to use my skill set that will actually be helpful, right? Because there's a bunch of stuff you can run for. And I'll be honest, a lot of people who are on the city side of government here. Sort of resent that I wasn't on a million committees and and not mm. you know part of all their groups. I am truly, I am you know, I am the Ava Perone of Palm Springs. I am I am one of the people coming forward saying I'm just so sick of the BS and PS, and I want to run because oh. I'm a citizen who feels that we have so much more to do and so much that's not getting unanswered. And I feel like I have the skills and the time and the drive and the ideas to actually tackle some of our biggest issues. And so, yeah, that's where I think I would be most resourceful.
1: So when you decided you were going to run, what was the very, like, this was the time, what was the very first thing you did? Like sort of give give us a step-by-step of like, are you just on Google? Where do we, where do we start? (laughs)
2: It started with googling what is a city
1: council,
0: and no. Uh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really, I, what is it? I think, <laughs> that's a fa- I think that's fair. I do think that's a fair, valid thing to Google for people who, I mean, yeah. you know, in general, we don't know. People don't know how from very small, you know, government whatever into the to the to Congress. Like, people aren't paying attention to that. Mm-mm. So when you do do that, and you're saying this was great, this was hard, this is whatever, what what. What did you find?
2: Yeah, so uh, t- to be honest, the, the process was, I-, I knew what city council was, because as you guys know, and a lot of people who follow me know I'm-, I'm very politically active. So I knew what city council was, but it was about really first and foremost, quietly researching what the voters felt about the current representation mm. and the current council. Mm. Because I'm running against an incumbent, which is a whole other Bag of you know what mm-hmm. so, you know, that it, it opens a whole can of worms. So
1: wait, can I ask a I quick question around... don't they usually have like 10 people on it on city council? Yeah, city
2: council. We have five. Okay, so we have five because we do it by district. So we have I'm district one. We are one. So, uh you know, we have five districts and I'm running in district one and currently the incumbent uh, is is also running. Oh, and so-, so it's
1: by district. Yeah, it's not citywide. And then you just have one, you have whoever's running in your district. So it's kind of like a little like House of Representatives.
2: Correct. And then- we don't. We don't elect a mayor. We every every city council person cycles through as mayor for a term. Whoa. Once you've been there for a
0: full cool. term, yeah.
2: Oh, so god. it's cool. God. Oh my god, you're
0: going to be mayor. That's hot. Thanks.
2: <laughs> well, I, well, you have to complete a full term and, and get elected. So you know, it's a whole thing. So we'll oh, we'll get to that I soon. I'm not it. really.
1: Love I'm that. not really
2: thinking about that. Although I used to say. Truth be told, I used to say to friends years ago, when because you guys know I've been involved with Palm Springs for over 15 years, and saying to people, "I'm going to be mayor of Palm Springs." Like I used to joke about that, but I meant, you know, I'll be, I'll be, you know, helping everyone, produce events, and fundraising, and doing everything. I meant mayor in that term, and now here we are with this <laughs> so opportunity. Cool. But love it, but so that's cool. that's love very it. much down. That's thank you, but that's very much down the road. Right now, it's like I am so focused on this race, and and sorry to go back, so. I really did go and speak with voters and I kept hearing the same things over and over again and it was confirming what I felt and what I thought about what was needed to be done and what wasn't being done. And then I started asking people in town who were very well connected, do you think I should do this? I started asking friends who work in, you know, national politics, you know, here's the dynamics of this race. I think I have a shot. Do you think I have a shot? You know, you have to really have a lot of, a lot of honest conversations Mm. with yourself. And the biggest one, and and this is not a joke, by the way, the biggest one, and I know you two will understand coming from show business, like you have to approach it with, is this an ego thing? Right. You have to have a very honest conversation because in show business, often we do take gigs that like make us look better. And (laughs) I sat, and, and I or you know, if we can get them. Right. And I, I was gonna say there. I
1: don't get those.
2: <laughs> I mean we took we took whatever they threw at us.
1: Of course. Of course. Yes.
2: But you know, you do have that conversation. What does this fit in my you know, I, you know, I hate this term, my brand and all that, right? When you're in show business. With this, I I sat with that and I said, you know, why are you really doing this? And I am a board member at DAP Health, which is a huge health organization here in Palm Springs and we provide quality health care for low or no cost. And mm. the work we do there is so vital. And it used to be called Desert AIDS Project. And it was very central on dealing with people who are living with HIV. And we've now transitioned because we offer dental and uh, mental health services and everything
1: you can imagine. I think we and- went to a fundraiser We didn't, of course, give any money, but we did attend with you at your home in Palm Springs, right? Wasn't that for DA? Correct. And your your presence was the present. You were the (laughs) gift, you know. So we, you know, and
2: it's something I'm very passionate about. And so I thought, I love what I do there. But when I would be done with the work, I would say, I feel like I could be doing more. Mm -hmm. And that's where I came from with all of this. It's like the need and the want to do more. And it wasn't about me. It wasn't about... Ooh, you get to say you're on the city council because truth be told, local politics or any politics, you are at the mercy of your constituents and the voters and you are working very hard. So it's not glamorous. It's not, you know, you're not Nancy Pelosi showing up in a cute dress and a sparkly pin. And, you know, you're, you know, because behind the scenes, she's working her ass off. Right. And like Mm -hmm. she's in a position then to show up and do pretty press conferences and be fierce. It's not that on city council. It is. You are working. You are dealing with everything from. Hey, you know, the street, uh, you know, the 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 gas line under building 42864 just blew up. And by the way, my neighbor's dog keeps barking. Can you do something about that? You know, it's such a wide range of what you deal with. And you vote on very important things that actually change people's lives. And so that's where I came from. And, and, and after thinking, you know, why am I doing this? And it was I realized in my heart, obviously, it was for the right reasons I spoke with my husband because we just got married in April and we were, you know, we should be on a honeymoon. And instead I was like, Hey, instead of a honeymoon, what do you think of a campaign? And I thought he was going to leave me. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's been, he's been very, very supportive uh, and he's so smart and he's, he's just such a great asset to me and to the campaign. And you know, it was, those were the steps. Then you start talking to people who actually have done it before. And then you have to figure out, okay, well, how do I officially launch a campaign? And that is going to city hall and pulling forms that look like they are not written in English. And what I mean by that is, it is like code 5B792. It's like, what? Like, what does that mean? And, you know, and it is, I will say, and I've been very vocal about this. There is a reason that people who don't um, have access to money, whether fundraising or have their own, don't run for office because it, the system is sort of built against them in the sense that you need money to uh, register to run. You need money to put your candidate statement in. These forms are very difficult and complicated and you need to gather You know, we had to go around. It's been 115 degrees here in Palm Springs, and we had to go around and gather 120 signatures from people in the district uh, who are registered voters. It was very specific. And you just have to do so much. So I see why somebody who has one or two jobs trying to make ends meet and put food on the table, take care of their family, they don't have the time or resources to stop to run for city council. Mm, So yeah.
1: I mean, Andrew Yang said they make those forms like that across the board, any kind of whether it's unemployment or even what you're saying. It's like they want them to be counterintuitive and hard for people to do so that people don't do them. People don't bother, especially like underprivileged people.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And so you have underrepresented groups that just get left out. And so one of my things is I want to work with the city on simplifying those forms and having a liaison Yes. who is a city worker who is there to walk people through the process right now. Palm Springs City Council is voting on raising uh, the salary of city council people because it hasn't been raised in like 20 something years. And I think that's great. And that does afford somebody the chance to maybe not work and focus on their run. And it opens it up. But I still think we have a whole other issue on the other side.
1: And I want to uh, say add, like to that point of you wanting to simplify. I think it's great. I mean, I, I believe, I feel you're going to get elected and I hope you do, but I hope that you are to, Cause honestly, it's not really that fucking glamorous. It doesn't even sound glamorous. And if somebody no. like sexy, like you gets in, it's like what Tiger Woods did for golf. It's like suddenly golf was hot. You know, it was like, oh yeah. Like yeah. Oh, golf can be appealing cool. to yeah, other people. Yeah. We want the city council to be more glamorous right. and school boards and yes. be like, yeah, that is kind of like sexy politics. Like it doesn't have to be so dorky and like,
0: and it's important and it
1: affects yeah. your day to your <laughs>
0: actual day to day. The streets, yeah. the lights, the electricity, the just real day to day shit. You know, taxes and whatever is day to day, obviously for our lives. But you're talking about like very nooks and crannies mm-hmm. of our oh, yeah. lives. Yeah, and also, but also because we are a we are not a a
2: mayor run city. We are a city manager run city. So like the city manager answers to the city council right city council votes on big stuff we have some big issues in palm springs that you know besides being this incredibly glamorous and 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 beautiful oasis for people to visit and for people to live here you know we're dealing with the issues that a lot of big cities are dealing with we have uh, a crisis of the unhoused we have crime we have affordability i mean prices of homes and, and rental uh prices have skyrocketed and people are getting priced out and in my district specifically We have a lot of the workforce, you know, a lot of the people who are the backbone of the community, who are working in the restaurants and the hotels and Mm. doing doing the hard labor. And and I fear that we're pricing those people out and that we're going to lose those workforce. And then you start to see the city lose its ability to run because our lifeline is tourism. And if tourists aren't coming because the city's not running well, then that's the end lights out. So my job is to figure out ways. And I have some great ideas on my platform on my website about how we can put a stop to that and then build up again and make the city thrive for everybody and that's really the goal is you know you want your citizens to be healthy you want them to be making money you want them to be living well because when they are your entire city is lifted up so when you lift up the people who are struggling the most you are lifting up everybody everybody Mm -hmm. goes up another step because everyone's suddenly doing better and that's where my focus is
1: is palm desert a part or is that – do they have their own?
2: No. So it's, so that's a whole different city. So it goes – if you're driving east, it goes Palm Springs, Cathedral City, Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert. And then you keep going out, and it's like Indio, Coachella. Uh, but, yeah, so Palm Springs is its own city. And okay. uh, and it's and it's a great city. You know, I mean, for anybody – you guys know, when people visit, love. they fall in love with it. And yeah. it's beautiful.
0: Love, but it takes love. work. Uh, I want to say on your website, and I did peruse it, um, you have – and people need to go there to look because you – I texted Brandy the second I went to your website and I was like, this motherfucker's gonna run for president because (laughs) you you have have clearly, and this is also what would be important in politics and for people to understand clearly and very specifically, put your platform together. And I was like, oh my God, like (laughs) crime and safety, crisis of homelessness, affordable housing, addressing the food desert in North Palm Springs, Mm -hmm. women's and LGBT, local business, pets, I mean, what would you say out of all of these things is what was the thing that broke your back in wanting to run? Like the thing where you're like, all right, that's it. We, this is this issue. I can't, I got to get in there.
2: That's a great question, actually. So it was a few of them, right? But the, the, the big ones were the crisis of homelessness and affordability. And for me, the one that did it and it's been a long standing problem in Palm Springs in the North End was the lack of what we call well, it's called a food desert, but the lack of any sort of food um, availability, which means a food desert is when you have a place where people do not have any direct access to a grocery store. And the people in the north end are driving, or many of them are walking miles mm.
1: in the to fucking get to the closest,
2: heat. In the heat to get to the closest grocery store to me that is disgraceful in a town as affluent as palm springs and it's been happening for a while and then they talked about well we'll bring in tower market which you know has some food in it it's a gas station that has like a market and then the city council some of them thought that the food didn't look good and they you know it's been a mess and so my plan because you know how I, how I am, right? We did this on the TV show. Whenever something went wrong, everybody was complaining. And I was like, okay, but how do we fix it? <laughs> yeah. And my, my, my idea is we should be doing a food co-op. A food co-op in that area oh, that's a good idea. would be would – be, thank you – would be successful. <laughs> because we have, we have grocery stores that we've spoken to, but they won't go into the area because we don't have a 360 selling point. Because down at the north end, what's on the right-hand side if you're driving into town – it's the mountains the desert and you have the tram there's there's no you know 360 selling point of people living where they can sell to a food co-op gives the power to the community right you build a board with experts who know what they're doing you get the community involved they now have a direct investment uh in the success of the food co-op they help pick the food that's going to be sold they help run the business and it also gives you the opportunity to build on that so you can add in other things that are missing from the community like banking, dry cleaning, um, you know, pharmacy. There's so much that is needed in that area. And for me, it's that's a solution that could actually be
1: quite realistic. It's very Maggie Gyllenhaal of you. <laughs> yes, thank you. I mean, definitely well, I have to tell you. West Coast people well, don't I... know from that. And it's good. It's like to introduce that here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. And, and thank
2: you for noting about the the platform, because a lot of people do say, Jesus, are you running for president? Because I my thing was, knowing that people were going to view me, no matter how much work I've done in this town, and I've done a lot of work with fundraising, volunteering, they're always going to look at me as the TV guy coming in to try to do politics, right? That's, that's one weird um, precon, preconceived notion they have of me. So... I wanted to make sure I came fully prepared with a very detailed platform. And there's other candidates that you look at who I love, who I support that are running in other districts. And they will say, I'm going to fight crime and homelessness and blah, blah. But mine was like fight crime. And then there's 13 bullet points. And I felt like that was important as a first-time candidate, as somebody who may be new to a lot of voters. I thought that was important to come in fully prepared. But I will say the most important part that you will enjoy is that I worked on that platform very hard, and the person who really helped me structure it beautifully – was our co-star Emerson Collins?
1: That yeah, that makes that sense. That does make sense. <laughs> he's so smart, and sense. he's a great writer,
2: and the two of us are writers. So together, we'd be looking. Well, how do you say that simpler? Beautiful. How do we make this clearer? Well, and know, it was
0: such a great collaboration. The thing is, Scott, and that I want people to understand too, because I went and looked at your opponent, and though Ooh. I don't, I don't know what you feel about her, whatever the deal is, and she looks very mm-hmm. nice, and whatever. I don't know if she's Republican, Democrat. That's the thing. I can't tell. I also don't know what her platform is, but you know what? Which means I don't know who she is. But I know that Mm -hmm. looking at this one page from you, I can tell that I fall in line with what you feel. So I only cared about
1: the picture of him and Philip <laughs> and, <listen, laughs> and that's what you care about. Yeah. So that's perfect. I was like, Oh, look at them.
0: And if you, it does, And that, and I said that too, is he running for president, but really at the end of the day, if you're going to be a person who's in, who's legislating anything, you one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven 10, 11, in 11 boxes, you told me who you are, what you care about, which makes me know what I, it, which, which was compatible with what I care about. And I think that is so important and truly like, it's everything,
1: especially the I, specificity I, I, it, of it. It's not vague. It isn't like, I'm vague. so sick of vague, vague campaigns vague. It's so, so it.
0: specific and I do really appreciate that um, About what you and Emerson I guess did because it's really it was very thoughtful and just thinking of not just of yourself But what other people care about. I just really think it's great
2: Thank you. Well, that's that's one of the most important things to me and and you're right um, Very nice person I just have looked around the past couple of years, and I don't see things getting done. And um, I yeah. feel like I have the ideas that could really help people. We could lift up a lot more people. And, you know, as you both know, you know, outside of, of show business, and you know this from knowing me personally, I am a lifelong feminist. So it is. Was a very difficult decision for me to get into this race to run against a woman. Mm. I am such a proponent. I, I, you know, you know me. I champion women in positions of power all the time, but I just felt that when things are not happening, you have to look past that, right? You have to get past that. And I knew I was going to take crap for it, and I am,
1: by the way, every day taking mm. crap for it. And there, our there is an, is, is an is issue with like heaven- incumbents in this country too, where it's just like yes. they're un- you can't, you're, you know, they're going right. to stay there forever, and it's like, no, dude. No, yeah, well, that's no, you the have thing. to do, yeah. do the work. Do the yeah, work, yeah. and that's the thing. And I,
2: our district is a very large and very diverse district, and so you know, as a as a, a guy running against a woman, and and she's Latina, and she has lived here many years. I think she grew up here. You know, there's a lot of things that check boxes that people like. And yet I say, OK, but what are let's not let's talk about results. Right. You know, let's talk about what has happened. And that's where our campaign has stayed, because I'm not going to do mudslinging. I'm not going to do name calling. You know, as you both know, I can do that very well. We got paid <laughs> to do it on TV. But <laughs> but for me, it's all about facts, details, results and what can I do to help residents' lives get better? Like that is it? I mean, and, that's and, fair.
1: and yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's I want to know before we let you go. Um, how exactly is like is the is the California like Democratic Party involved, or is there like a Palm Springs chat? Do, Like, do you need like an endorsement from them? Do they give you money? Like, I like how, is, is that.
2: Yes. So we don't you don't need an official endorsement from them. And to be honest, as I said, I'm running against an incumbent. So I don't I don't expect to get those right because, you know, uh, my my opponent is Democrat and or well, oh, I should explain this is also a nonpartisan role um, but you know there's oh, there's know no that. need to have any of that and to me I'm sort of proud if I don't get any of those big endorsements because that also proves I'm not a politician I'm not a city worker I have no strings attached no ties I'm not taking money from the big interest you know big money interest people in town who want to control the council as they have for years I don't have mm. any connection to that I'm coming in with a clean slate and an open heart and I'm saying I'm here to help I will work with anybody who wants to work in good faith to help make the lives of people in Palm Springs better.
1: So it doesn't, if for somebody that wants to run, it doesn't matter about like, cause I always just wonder of that in general, you know, like Mm -hmm. with the DNC or the can like the California democratic party is enormous. Mm -hmm. Exactly how that all works. So you don't even need to deal with them at all.
2: You don't. I mean, it's
1: nice if they support you, right. Cause they can do mailers and they'll, they'll put their
2: stamp of approval behind you. But i i you don't need it to run for local stuff like this because really you're just dealing with the city and you you make sure you file all the correct forms and there's a lot of forms Mm. and there's the 570 and the 410 and the blah 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 and you just have to get through all that in the beginning and full disclosure that was the hardest part for me really Mm. because it was overwhelming and i kept thinking and kept saying to my husband Could you imagine if i didn't have you and i didn't like could you imagine if i was a single mom trying to do this and i had kids to feed like you just can't do it so it's a process and uh but you don't need you know the the party but it's always nice to have them support you because they can help turn out voters but you know you also need a strong ground game and you need to bring on experts and i have brought on three people who have previously worked for congressman ruiz Mm. and uh, and I adore him, and he's such a such a genius, and I'm proud to say I have the endorsement of the legendary Senator Barbara Boxer.
0: Yeah, we saw that, saw that. on
2: there. That's great. Saw
0: that on there.
2: <laughs> I love her, and she's a, you know, listen, I used to admire her when I was a kid, and she hates when I say that, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I used, I mean, I remember as a kid being like, oh my God, this woman is badass, like, look at her, and, you know, remember that time everyone sent her, like, a thousand roses to her office, and, like, all that stuff, so... I just I feel very lucky that we are supported not only by people like Barbara Boxer, who have made a difference in people's lives, uh, and Douglas Brooks, who was the Obama House aide czar, you know, people who have been in really huge, important roles in government, but also by local business owners and community leaders and most importantly residents people and voters who are saying we need to change and we love what you have to say and we love you and we'll proudly cast our vote for you that is the craziest feeling you guys like it is so weird to like stand at someone's door you ask them for support and when they say yes i support you and maybe you guys will get this as, as somebody who grew up with not a lot of friends like i was a weird kid right a little gay kid who loved musicals like when someone says like yes i support you even as a grown ass adult it is the most like validating and sweet feeling. I can't I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's like, oh God, you believe in what I believe in, and you believe I can do this for you. Like, thank you for trusting me. And it is it's quite beautiful. It really is.
1: Well, we wanna help you in any way, and I know our fourteen listeners do too, and even if just I really truly believe in the food co-op and even yep. something is at like simplifying the forms and making mm-hmm. like the point of entry easier for everyone. I know that kind of stuff will catch on. It, it spreads. It spreads from mm-hmm. Palm Springs to San Bernardino. You know what I mean? And it'll spread all throughout yep. California and it'll, it'll just catch on. And I really like, like of course we wanted to start with you because we know you and you're doing this (laughs) podcast so obs so tell (laughs) tell our 14 listeners like where they can find you what what they can do and also you took us um to how to run for office skew but when you get on the city council that's a whole nother skew because mm-hmm. that's an actual job job that now yep. then you're just doing a running for office job campaign yep. yep it's a totally separate thing and we want to know all of that shit. i mean that sounds wow. so interesting we could learn so <sighs> much from you yep
2: absolutely and leah listen let's get me there first and then you guys can come out here we can do a whole series if you want
1: yes uh, that sounds great
2: The best thing people can do, honestly, and I I used to roll my eyes at this when other campaigns said it, but God, it is so true. The best thing any of your listeners can do is go to my website, sign up to volunteer. You don't have to live in Palm Springs. We need phone and text bankers to call voters, to text them. But also, if you can, any donation, we accept everything from $5 to $4,900. Anything you can give helps so much. It helps us pay for mailers. It helps us pay for uh, you know the printing of the forms that we need to go out and go door to door to reach our voters so it really is all about volunteering and uh, con- con- contributing to the campaign that puts us over the edge and helps us win
1: and it's scottnevins scottnevins.com yeah <laughs> okay
2: that's it scottnevins.com i kept it super simple
1: and i
0: i do i do challenge anyone to go onto your opponent's website and tell me that you wouldn't choose Scott and Evans over that person. Thank Just you. Try, well, it. Well, I'll, try it. Well, not to be, not to be, not to be catty. <clears throat> All she has is a donate button. I know. That's what I'm saying, Scott. Her, we don't and know. And
2: an endorsement
0: list. And I, you don't need to say it. So I'll say it, but it's like yes. there, I don't know what her platform is. I don't know. And in general, mm-hmm. for my politician, I don't care if it's a city council person, someone who's going to take campaign money and work toward for the people. I want to know what they're about. And so that's why I'm so impressed and so proud of you guys for putting that out there
1: because you really, truly did that.
0: Thank you. I don't know why I'm
1: yelling. (laughs) Well, I know I love it. (laughs) I want to say this as somebody who never fucking researches any of the candidates and rolls on down into the voting booth and always chooses. I go, who's, who can I tell isn't white? Who can I tell is a woman? (laughs) So your biggest your biggest thing is going to be getting those fucking signs out there. Let yep. So that yep. it's name recognition, name recognition. So that basic bitches like me who roll in go, Oh, I've been seeing that guy's signs everywhere. I'm going to do it. Like
2: bingo. Yeah.
1: Because that's just what people are going to do. People who don't research are going to go, I'm going to go for the, the person that's not white. And that's a woman. I mean, that's just what we, we have to be doing yep. in yes. general. So yeah. And, I,
2: and I'm, I'm running against both of those things, yeah. right? And so we are doing the work now so that everyone has at least seen my name or my face like five or six times. They know what I'm about. They know what I stand for. It's so important to do that. And you're right. And that's what the volunteers can help with, and that's what the uh, people who donate help with a lot. So it's it's the most important. Uh, to clear something up, by the way, because I, you know. Emerson was very helpful writing the uh, the platform but I, I wrote it.
1: I wrote it. Not <laughs> I'm only kidding. Well, I'm ca- well and never changed, Scott. And- never change. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for so there's that. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment and where I regurgitate the same intro that I used uh, for the last month. Wonderful. Um, so There's That is basically a moment that's happening because of or in spite of the anus of the botched Brazilian <laughs> butt lift that we are all living in right now. She hates doing it because finding a hopeful story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard. And after almost six years of doing this podcast, it's only getting harder. We are burned the fuck out. (laughs) Jojo and Kiki are constantly being hated on. Joe Mandush and Kirsten Jizima ruined Congress. The KKK have rebranded as the Proud Boys and they are thriving. The weather feels like it was delivered straight from hell. (laughs) Women's rights have been dragged back 50 years because of fake Christian Republicans. And now even CNN is going to pander to them too. I don't know, Memo, I really want to have hope that the Democrats will win in the midterms, but unless we win a supermajority in Congress, it won't matter anyway because nothing matters or means anything. Why are we still doing this? (laughs) Because it's easy to do on original content. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) I just can't. I'll never let it go. I know. I'll never,
1: ever let it go. Which is why I so. surprise you with, <laughs> with these treats for your psyche. Yeah. As in Mandy, one, two, two, three, four, two, you know, it's just that kind of thing where I'll,
0: I hold on. I mean, luckily I have a terrible memory
1: That's or I right. wouldn't be
0: able to survive. You know what I mean? It goes in hot and then it goes out cold. Yeah. It goes, it goes out frozen. It goes out with, frozen. Cause uh, I forget.
1: Yeah. Until you bring it
0: up. And then, it, and then I go crazy.
1: I have to forget things it's, or else I won't be able to survive. And it's, it's and it, my timing was impeccable because I I spring the terrible review on you in the midst of doing um, a dick ton of work. Yes, and to have someone right. just right. in one stroke of their shitty pen, yeah, a keyboard, mm-hmm. act like oh we're nothing but. Oh, what are we doing? Hex. Are we are we turning on the the voice memo on our on our uh, like phone and then just letting it rewrite Rachel Maddow's monologue and then reading it like. If it was, if there were a way to parrot it, I would, because then I wouldn't have to do anything. You don't agree. You don't like
0: this humor. There's a lot of ways to say this isn't for you without being a cunt. And I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Like, you don't have to be an obnoxious fucking asshole and talking about our fucking... Like, like we're want to be this or whatever fucking hacks. Like, you know what? You don't. You want to say you don't agree and this isn't your thing? Okay, that's fine. I wouldn't be mad. That person still listens this person to is this a fucking podcast.
1: Asshole.
0: They're dying for attention. Oh, they are dying for it. Um, I mean, it's one hundred ninety thousand degrees. Literally, it's the hottest day of the heat wave. We're. I've got all emails of heat wave alerts warnings, and yeah. warnings.
1: <laughs> My IBS. Like, be careful. You might die. Yeah. Oh, thanks. for Letting me know at 8 a.m. on text.
0: That's exactly right. But don't use electricity. Put your AC to 78. I'm like, 78. I don't put my heat to 78. Are you insane? 78 is that's I I
1: can't. No, I mean, you invented you. You run a a graduate class on (laughs) making your air conditioner freeze because you put it at 50 (laughs) and then that guy comes in and he's like, this is too cold. You can't do it this low. This makes it not work. Well, then it shouldn't be offered.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, it's just, I can't. So, I mean, I thought today, particularly, I was going to be sad all day. First, I had nightmares. I couldn't fucking sleep off. You know when you wake up and then you're like, fuck, stop it. And then you go back to sleep. It's the same fucking dream. It was. I was driven
1: crazy. I had that too. That's a weird psychic connection right there. You had that last night? Uh-huh. I wonder if we jumped the same thing. I, did I doubt have it. Thing about the boobs, but I I had it. Were in. your boobs in it? Because they were in mine. I can't remember. I was like missing something, and then mm, it no. was scary. That was an upsetting. Dream. It I had lingering. upsetting.
0: Yes, I had this weird. I watched this show called I'm sure um, "My boobs are in your dreams" every night.
1: <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. But this was a nightmare. So, ugh, and. The, it was because I was watching a sh- the, this show called Good Omens, which is a British show that I found on fucking Amazon with Michael Sheehan, who's so fucking great, yeah. and he plays an angel, and this other guy's the devil, oh, God. and whatever, but it's a comedy, so why would I even have these dreams? But then I do, whatever, Armageddon, it's a whole thing but I couldn't stop and then one of the things that I went back to in the world that I was in in the a nightmare dream that was so stressful was a whole thing with my boobs and your boobs and it was a thing with boobs and it was <laughs> fucking so annoying. So, whatever. Then then I learned the video I've been enjoying of Marjorie Taylor Green auditioning for American Idol wasn't even her. Uh-huh. But in my heart, I you know, I di- I knew it all. We knew that it wasn't her. But of course, We have to mourn that news, and the only way to mourn that news is by watching videos of Mary Gilbo, the best American Idol contestant of all time, but that's just not enough. Not in this time of hellish heat and earth explosions... And of course, I refused to leave the house for any reason other than to get food, and I did try going to the gym, and going to the gym became the workout in and of itself. Just going there and coming back. Because fuck that shit. Now, if I have a heart attack, just know that this story will revive me and keep me smiling for at least a day, like a full 24 hours. And feeling good for a full day amid everything that's going on in all of our lives, I would say is a triumph. And today especially because the goddamn nightmare I had last night keeps creeping in and driving me insane. Now... Once again, this is because of you, Uh (laughs) or I probably wouldn't have even paid attention, but you found this, you sent it to me, and now I'm obsessed.
1: And I sent the CNN fucking thing to you, too, and I don't fucking appreciate Mandy12234 acting like I'm a fucking CNN parrot, or you
0: are. I know. Believe me. You don't even have to say it. Mandy44322211 is an unoriginal fucking hack cunt. Now,
1: once again. (laughs) uh, Thank you, Bradley, for this lollipop. (laughs) You know, that's what also helps your day. Lollipops. The sea's lollipops. They do
0: help. They completely do help. This one, I tried this new one, root beer float, and it's delicious. <laughs> now, <clears throat> even though right near, near, <laughs> even though right near, all I care about is air conditioning and thinking how much this month is going to cost in air conditioning, and Mary Gilbo, I have to say, this has been very exciting. Headline, Mary Peltola. First Alaskan native elected to Congress as Sarah Palin loses. Shall I
1: say it again? Let me. Yeah, because there's lots of so there's that's in there. A lot. In <laughs> just one sentence. Mary Peltola. First Alaskan native
0: elected to Congress as Sarah Palin loses.
1: Bye, pistachie. Bye, <laughs> pistachie. Bye, Paley. <laughs> Bye, Paley. Bye-bye.
0: One of the dumbest assholes to ever run for vice president, losing the election for John McCain, America's number one and only respectable Republican that has ever lived, lost to a Democrat in fucking Alaska. This is huge. This is huge. Not only is Mary Peltola a Democrat, the bitch is Native American. I mean, the fucking karma of it all makes me feel like the WAP has exploded and is gushing all over the place. And okay? she is,
1: is she a Native American... <sighs> Who's also born and raised in Alaska? Born and raised in Alaska. Slow clap for justice. Alaska. Okay. So fucking awesome, Mary.
0: She'll be the first Alaskan native to serve as a lawmaker in Congress for Alaska, which is also, you'd think, well, that's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Being that
1: Alaska is. I, 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 so it's yeah. like finding out that Kamala Harris and Cory Booker were the first two black people yes, on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Insane. It's like, Insane. why are there, why is the Senate Judiciary Committee not look like oh, the Justice Department, exactly. the Justice Committee? Yep. Why doesn't it look like the makeup of America? Yep. We're crazy. Nothing matters. Oh. <laughs> Even this thing with Mary, she she is only, unfortunately, and I know you're going to say this, but I just have to, this is, I'm so negative and nasally, that I read the story and I send it to you, and it makes me so happy. And I know it will briefly give us a moment of bliss, but then I see that she's only ha- is going to hold on to it for like three months or until the midterms. So, and then I get upset, and then I'm just like, nothing matters. Why we're spinning our wheels? And it's like, why can't you just live for the day? Just live for the day. Just live for this. Let's day. just live for the day.
0: This was a special election in Alaska because of uh, the most, really one of the most repugnant, disgusting racist sexist hunting gun sucking white old pieces of shit died his name was Don Young and, and honestly, even that is
1: in, so there's that in of itself like yes it's like all hail John Young dying or whatever but yes. he was a nightmare
0: I literally if I wa- was at his grave I'd spit on it I'm not and I think spitting is one of the grossest things I'm, I don't even spit okay but I would spit on this piece of shits grave Don Young should be, you know what I imagined? I know this is going to sound terrible. Like I, cause I was imagining it with Donald Trump uh, because of his tax write-off with Ivana. Mm-hmm. I wish that there was some way to vote for us to be able to trebuchet their bodies into the ocean or into fire slingshot? or against a wall. Yeah. Okay. Like when they die, I don't even want them buried. I don't want them to have any respect. I want them put in a slingshot and just Flung out into Flung the ocean Flung out into the into <laughs> Even or into space Just or into Yeah Or into the ocean Or into a pyre Or into fire Or into something Where they just are Or a landfill A
1: landfill <laughs> Like in the trebuchet Yes Into the landfill And we just yes. single, Flipping around yes. For justice That's
0: what Don Young Deserved He deserved to be Fucking trebucheted Into a landfill Garbage And I do Will not take it back. And I stand by it. Try it. Try it. <laughs> Please don't Mandy give us any notes until you, until you look him up. Look him up. And I say the same for Donald Trump, too. Uh,
1: I, 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 I. So I he can't. died. She took over. OK, so. Or they voted on who would Mary, take over.
0: Yes. So Mary Peltola will serve to the end of the year and there will be another vote. So it in will midterms, be in that November. vote that will ensure her. Stay in Congress or not. Mary Paltola, let's keep saying her name, is 49. She was declared the winner on Wednesday by 3 percentage points in a state that fucking Donald Trump took by 10 points in 2020. Mary Peltola is a former state lawmaker and she advocated for abortion access, climate action, ocean productivity, and food security. Sarah Palin, of course, called the election unfair and confusing. Okay, just... Sarah Palin just get out of our lives get out just Go get out of our lives TikToks just and cameos. in cameos cameos I don't want to talk about that old dumb bitch because Mary <laughs> Peltola the first Native American native to Alaska grew up in rural Alaska she will also be the first woman to hold the seat we need to follow her and keep putting a bullhorn on her name so Alaskans you need to make sure she stays in office Republicans always win Alaska. And if this tide can turn and really turn, I would imagine Alaska could become an attractive place for people who like nature and cold weather could live. Mary Peltola served in the Alaska State House for over 10 years. And apparently her and Sarah Palin are even friendly. Sarah Palin is quoted as calling her a sweetheart. Now,
1: Caribbean- hey, we have a listener, Christine Baxter, that's in Alaska. Well, get on it. Christine. Get on it. And she I want to organizing
0: and I want to say this about uh, Mary Peltola. She has seven children and has been married three times. What's good? Playa? <laughs> what's what's good? really good? What's really good? Playa? <laughs> her own father traveled around Alaska campaigning for Don Young. <gasps> oh, she is succeeding, bitch. That's great. Amazing. According to Wikipedia, and there's really not a lot of information on her. But she's pretty bipartisan. She's worked and lived in Alaska all of her life. She even worked for Lisa Murkowski. She worked with Democrats. She worked with Republicans. She works with tribal issues. She's been a real liaison and Are conduit. Are you sure she's Democrat?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: She's been a total liaison and conduit trying to work with Alaska government and for tribal concerns and issues. I am so into this. I think it's awesome. And she really could be a true change for Alaskan politics, which will for sure bleed into the entire country. It would be amazing if Alaska was seen as a conservation wildlife climate paradise rather than a hunting and fishing gross red state. That's how she makes me feel anyway. I hope she sticks and Sarah Palin and these inhumane Alaskan politicians die off so people who really care about their land and people can take over. We are watching you, Mary Peltola. You go and apparently take your wop all over Alaska and shake things up and be the change we all want to see. Taking out destructive Republicans on your WAPI path. So there's that.
1: So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much and we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. We don't even talk about it. We don't mention the word Patreon. If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life, thinking how annoying and problematic (laughs) we are constantly, and derivative, and parroting, and boring, and uninformed. White privilege, and and and, wannabes. wannabes. Um, and listen, I said it before, but I'll say it again. We know everyone and their cousin, Pat has a fucking Patreon podcast, but we just want to reiterate that with ours, you only pay for the episodes we post. It's not a monthly subscription. So if we go rogue and don't post shit or like last month, we only did three weeks, not four this week. So then that makes that uh, this month we're going to end up doing five, but it all works out in the end. Yep. So it works for four weeks, four weeks. Um, That's how it goes. You don't end up paying the same for less content or paying more for less content.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we post two separate hour-long podcasts every week. So if you want to hear one, there's a link to a free episode of our Patreon podcast in the description of this episode. Or you can go to our website, julieandbrandy.com, and there's a button on the bottom of every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, you can import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, like Apple or Google or whatever. Or you can listen to them right on Patreon.com where you can like and comment on the episodes. And you can also message us privately and other members of our Patreon family. And people do. Yeah, they sure do. But you got to join if you want to be part of the group.
1: And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review. (laughs) We are hovering around 2200 right now, and we'd like to get to 2300 by 2023. That's four months for 14 people to leave 90 reviews. You don't even have to write anything. You can just hit five stars or one stars. Like Mandy, one, two, two, three, four, the cheese dick who called us parrots of CNN. We don't care. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Scott Nevins. Scott Nevins for council person.
3: <laughs> How'd you do I? See you've met my faithful handyman. Hand. He's just a little broad dine, because when you knocked, he thought you were a candy man. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet Transvestite, From transsexual Transylvania (laughs) Why don't you stay for the night Or maybe a bite. bite I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for a living man Attention, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania.